Hi, everyone. Thanks for checking out the Thrive Podcast. We are the Young Adult Ministry at Maranatha Bible Church, and we meet on Wednesdays at 730 in our Family Life Center. If you enjoy this podcast, we'd love for you to post it to your Instagram story and tag us at NBC Thrive on Instagram. Thanks again for joining us, and we hope you enjoy. Hey, everyone. Well, welcome to Thrive. My name is Jeremiah Sanders, and I have the privilege again with teaching in front of you tonight. So the past couple of weeks here, we've been in our series IDK, where we've been diving like into God's sovereignty, you know, walking through what do we do in like unknown periods of our life and how to balance God's role and our role in these hard times in our life. And so even though God is sovereign, um, what do we do with that? You know, tonight we're gonna be diving into one of the ways like that we can deal with that, what our responsibility is, and that is prayer. Does anyone here have a friend that's really sucky at texting? Like that just, you'll text them, it'll be like a week later, and they respond, and it's just like, whatever. Uh, yeah, me too. I'm not calling anyone out in particular in this room, but they're in this room right now. Um, so, you, you send them a text, literally it takes them maybe a month, you know, a year to reply, and you're like, you'll see them in person, like, bro, like, why'd you never reply to my text? And, you know, I'll send them a funny TikTok or something like that. I don't know why I said him. It might be a him. Who knows? But, um, I mean, at least, like, fake that you're my friend and, like, send me, like, a laughing emoji, even if you don't watch it. Like, come on. Um, so if you are one of those fake friends, this is your reminder right now, text your friend back, please. Like, please do that. So, um, but anyways, the reason I say all this and kind of bring this up is sometimes I think we have this misconception that God's like this. He's the fake friend that we'll reach out, we pray to him, and we just don't hear anything back. Like, God, I've been pouring my heart out to you night after night, and I'm just not hearing anything. God, do you know what I'm going through right now? You know, I, night after night seeking you, you know, going to your word, going to prayer, and it just doesn't feel like that. God, it feels like you're the, the fake friend that I have, that I'll send a funny TikTok, and they just never reply, you know? But for real, sometimes um, we have this misconception of God. Um, and sometimes the, the answer doesn't come overnight, Right? We're in the waiting period of life. We've been talking about waiting and, you know, God's sovereignty throughout this series here and the I don't know part. Um, So tonight, just kind of give you a little preview. I'm going to go through three questions of prayer. I'm going to answer them, and then we'll, uh, we'll get into it here. So I think a big question to start off is when do we pray? And some of this stuff, you might look at it and be like, I've been in church for a while, This is basic, Jeremiah, I mean, come on. But I think it's a helpful reminder to us as, like, people that maybe have been around church, like, hey, this is just a reminder for you guys. This is what we need to be doing, and this is a discipline that we need to be carrying out. So, and this can be an interesting question to play around with, right? Should I pray in the morning or at night? Some of you guys are like, I am not a morning person, so count me out. God's not going to get my best stuff in the morning. Some people at night, I'm, you know, I'm tired, I'm out of it. No way. Um, one comedian, you know, put it, when you ask the question, should I pray before I eat? If it's a side dish, you're good. If it's just a couple fries, you don't need to pray before that, you know, like that type of thing. But um, 
I think a good answer that can almost just be a blanket statement is 1 Thessalonians 5.17, pray without ceasing. Now, when you look at that, you're like, Jeremiah, how am I going to be, like, in the car, like, folded, God, please help me to drive safely. That's not what I'm saying when I'm saying pray without ceasing. What I'm saying is, hey, like, an example from my life, I'm a teacher. I don't know if you guys know that. I teach at a public school in Akron, Firestone High School, currently, and, uh, so sometimes I'll have difficult classes that I know going into them, it's going to test my patience, right? Because high school kids sometimes, they're just that way. They test your patience. So on my way to the class, I'll be in my mind thinking, like, God, please help me to be a light to these students while I'm there. Please help me to show patience and show your love while I'm working with these students. So I don't know what that is for you, but maybe it's just something as simple as you're going to your job, you know, hey, God, I'm going to have to deal with this, this difficult person today. Please help me to have that grace for that person, that love that you want me to show them. So praying without ceasing, it doesn't have to be these long, extended prayers. It could be like, hey, God, this is on my mind right now. Can you please help me? I'm anxious about this. God, please hear me on this. So, and that can just be, you know, eyes open, walking down the hall, walking somewhere. It doesn't have to be, you know, you know, there's different postures of prayer. It doesn't have to be on your face. You know, just lift your heart and open your heart up to God. Um, and I think this is also like a biblical and a wise practice to be praying throughout the day because um, we don't want to be anxious about anything as Christians. And when we, when we seek God, a lot of times it helps with our anxiousness. And I think a lot of people in this room sometimes will deal with anxiousness. Um, when we seek him, he'll give us uh, peace. So, And this is not an easy practice, right? We get distracted in our day, um, praying without ceasing. Like, how am I supposed to do that? But again, just when you feel stressed about something, when it's on your mind, like, give it to God. You know, I'm I'm about to go into this job, I'm about to go into this tough situation with this person, about to have this hard conversation. Give it to God. And also, to kind of back this up and compound this more, in Ephesians 6.18, Paul again backs up this thought with saying, praying at all times in the spirit with all prayer and supplication to to that end, keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints. So kind of right along the same lines, like praying at all times in the spirit. Now, when he says in the spirit, that might be like a hard one. So like, what does this praying in the spirit look like? What is it? So like praying in the spirit is like when the Spirit empowers the prayer and it carries it to God through the name of Jesus. So, um, and as a Christ follower, this is how we need to be praying, you know, through the Spirit. Um, and we also see in this verse that we need to stay alert and pray for fellow believers. And usually, when you're on your defense and you're in this mode of like, hey, I'm going to pray without ceasing, I'm going to give everything to God through my day, you're going to be alert. And you're probably going to be mindful of, hey, my brother over here, he's struggling. My sister is struggling. So we need to be praying at all times and even for uh, our fellow believers in Christ, the saints. So to answer, when do we pray? As a Christ follower, we should be seeking God at all times. Not just, hey, like this is a distressing time. It just in the day, like, hey, God, starting your day, hey, God, help me to show your love to one another. So don't just seek God when it's a crisis situation. We should also be seeking God just at all times, when, even when it's, life is easy, life is good. Because sometimes when we get comfortable, that's when we can get trapped and fall into sin. 
So the next question I kind of want to play around with is, how do we pray? And I think sometimes, even newer believers, and even some of us that have been believers for a long time, we just don't know what to pray for. Sometimes you don't even know what your feelings are, and it can be stressful, and you might sit there and try to pray. You get distracted by your own thoughts. And some people, and even like praying in front of people might be a scary thing. So um, how do we do that? And something that's hard too, and this is something I realize in my own life, so, example, you might be praying about something. So, I might be praying for my siblings, right? Good thing to pray for. Probably praying for your siblings is a good thing, right? But before I know it, in my mind, I'm wandering back to a childhood memory where we're walking around the woods, me and my brothers, and we get stung by a bunch of bees. So, how does that happen? Why, why does my mind wander like that, God? Why do, why do you let that happen? Like, but, like, like, how do we keep on track? How do we do this? And so, we don't go off track in our minds. So, I think if we kind of follow this template, and as Nathan shared earlier, the Lord's Prayer, and this is found in Matthew 6, 19 through thir- or 6, 9 through 13, and Jesus says, this then is how you should pray. You know, if Jesus leads off by saying that, it's probably something that we should take into account. It's, it's our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, forgive us our debts as we have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Aren't you guys go, ready to go play a football game right now or something? I don't know. Like, that's what we always said in our locker room before we went out. But anyways, um, using the Lord's Prayer as a guide here to kind of answer this question, how do we pray? So we see that at the beginning here, there's kind of a greeting. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. So this could be like, hey, just like, hey, God, like, Thank you for who you are. Thank you for the God that you are. And I just praise you and want to give you honor here. So that would be like a good way to start like he did, giving God praise and honor. Can we go back to the verse again? And then, your kingdom come, your will be done. Can we go back to the thing again? So, and asking for God's plan to continue in your life and outside of it is a good practice follow. So even like personally, like, hey, God can continue this out in our own life, in my own life, and out in the world. Back to the verse again. Uh, Gives us day our daily bread. So asking for God's provision, right? So sometimes we get stressed about like, where am I going to have food? Like, what, what's going to be my next thing? So I think it's important when you're stressed about this stuff, like a template in the Lord's Prayer, asking for God's provision or his blessing and for him to provide things for you. Next, go back to the verse again. Okay. Um, And forgive us our debts as we've also forgiven our debtors. So asking for forgiveness, big one, right? And this phrase, kind of how it's worded, is interesting because it, it almost is like, or it's worded as, forgive us as much as we forgive others, which is kind of crazy, because I know sometimes I'm not forgiving as I need to be, so like, and I sometimes hold a grudge, but we see that Jesus asks us, or says there, if you go back to the verse, forgive us our debts as we have also forgiven our debtors. So, and that could be like a challenge for you guys, if we are not forgiving people, make sure that we are seeking out 
in uh, restoring relationships and forgiving people um, and asking for forgiveness on our own behalf too. Okay, lastly, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. So to end up this kind of template here, asking God to protect us and to keep us from sin. So, um, and we can't do that on our own, right? There's a, everyone can give you and write a billion books on how to deal with temptation, right? And there's some that I've read and read all of them, and there's certain temptations in my own life that I will fall into time and time again when it's on my own power. And you guys probably fall in the same boat. Maybe you don't read a bunch of books about how to deal with your own temptation. But without God and through his spirit, we're not going to be able to deal with temptations on our own. So we need to be seeking God and praying, hey, God, help me to deal with this temptation. Help me to get out of this sin. It's not because it's not going to be under your own power. You're not going to be able to do it on your own. It has to be through the spirit and with God to battle temptation. So when we pray... This is a good template to follow. You know, giving God honor and glory, asking for God's plan to continue our life, asking for his provision, asking for forgiveness, and asking God to protect us and keep us from sin. So, and I think sometimes it's hard, like, so we talked about the how, now like why. And even when it's hard to pray and when we don't know how to pray, um, it's good to seek encouragement I want to encourage you guys. So if we go to the next slide here, um, Romans 8.26, it says, Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness, for we do not know what to pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. So sometimes you may be feeling some type of way in this life, right? And sometimes you can't even place, like, God, like, I don't know what I'm struggling with. I just feel bad. I feel in a mood. Or I don't even know what to pray for. I just feel discontent. I don't know what's going on in my life. But God, like, but giving it to God is how um, we're going to have to deal with this, right? And it says in this verse here that the Spirit himself intercedes for us with growing CD for words. So even when you don't know what to pray for, the Spirit that's inside of you is going to intercede on your behalf. He's going to go to God on your behalf. And he's going to... Um, talk to God for you and intercede and talk there for you. So go to God in prayer. He's, he already knows what you want to pray for, and he already knows what's on your heart. So even if you don't know how to pray or don't know what to pray for, just seek him and go to him in prayer, because it's going to be worth your time, and it's going to grow you closer to God. So that's just, hopefully that's some encouragement for you guys here, even when you don't know how to pray or what to pray for. This is um, you know, God himself, his spirit is going to intercede on your behalf. So the next question, you know, I kind of want to play around with here is why do we pray? So what, what's the point? Like, why do we even do it? Because we looked at the beginning of the series, like how God is control. He's sovereign over all. So if God's sovereign over, over all, why do I even ask? Like, what's even the point? Like, if he's in control, like, God, you just do it. Like, I can just sit here and do nothing, right? I'm saved. Why don't I just chill? Like, it's going to be work for me to pray. It's going to be work for me to follow any extra spiritual disciplines. Why do I do anything on my own? And, th- and that's the hard part, right? I think it's hard to know what's our role in our own, you know, faith, our own, you know, churchy word sanctification, being set apart and made more like Jesus, more holy. But um, we do have a role in this. We have to we need to be disciplined in our own faith. And one of these disciplines is prayer. And I think a lot of times we fall 
to the answer a lot of times in our own faith, like in church, because God said so. So I could, and I could sit here tonight and say that, right? And that'd be a logical thing. I could be like, why do we pray? Because God said so. And you guys would go home and, yep, another because God said so. That's why we do it. And is that a reason to do something? Absolutely, because God said so. But I think we can even go deeper than that. Um, so prayer is one of these disciplines that actually helps us draw nearer to God. So why even have a relationship with God if you're not going to be seeking him or drawing near to him? That's the reason we pray, guys, is to draw near to him and be made right with him and purify our own hearts. You know, God does the work there, but um, just being drawn near to him, that's the reason we pray, because we want to have right relationship with God. And in James 4.8, as you see on the screen, it says, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hearts, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. So kind of in that same line of thought, we pray to draw near to God, to have a right relationship with him, to be purified before him, you know, to, to be set in his word and to be grounded in him. It's not just, yes is a good answer because God said so, but it's, it's even more than that. Because we want to have a good relationship with him, that's why we pray. And then we have Psalms 145, 18. The Lord is near to all who call on him, to all who call on him in truth. So, and that's something I even want to take a step back. Like, if you guys are, like, struggling right now, if you're in it right now, you're in the thick of it, call out to God. He, and if you're a Christ follower, he is near, and even if you're not, call out to him. He will draw near to you. His spirit will work in you, and hopefully you can even be saved tonight. Um, but please draw near to him. Please reach out to him when you are going through the, the thick of it. Because a lot of times, we don't pray as much as we need to. We don't seek him out as much as we need to. And to be drawn back into the right relationship with him, we need to be seeking him out. We need to be praying. All right. And then James 5.16 says, Therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working. So we should also be praying so that all of us can have a right relationship with God. And even it says to pray for one another, pray for other believers so that we can have that right relationship with him. So like Christian talked about last week, for that friend, know what your friend's going through. Pray for them. You know, we're not in this alone. Like find somebody, have a list of people you can be praying for. You know, that, that's how we battle as Christians. And I also don't want to neglect to mention at the end of this verse too how the prayer of a righteous person has great power, and it, and it works. And I hope that's another encouragement for you guys to pray. Like, if you are a Christian or someone that's been made righteous by God, by what his son did on the cross, you do have great power. You have the Holy Spirit inside of you. You can pray, and it does work. And the answer isn't always yes. The answer may not come for a, a long time. Sometimes it's no, but... Um, a righteous person does have great power uh, in the prayer. So the answer to this, just to tie this up with a bow, we pray because it brings us closer to God. Um, and also, when we pray for others, it helps them uh, come closer to him as well. So another thing I wanted to touch on tonight was 
fasting. So some of you guys be like, fasting? I don't want to give up anything. I don't want to not eat. Like, I'm trying, I, I'm in the gain season right now, Jeremiah. Like, I'm trying to get swole. Like, you're going to talk to me about fasting and giving up eating? Like, are you crazy? I'm, I'm looking at myself and saying I'm crazy for talking about fasting. But anyways, um, so just to go to the Bible with this, Matthew 6, 16 through 18, it says, And when you fast, do not look gloomy like the hypocrites, for they disfigure their faces in that their fasting may be seen by others. Truly I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face, that your fasting may not be seen by others, but by your Father who's in secret. And your Father who sees you in secret will reward you. So Jesus here is talking about the concept of fasting and kind of how you should do it and how you should look while you're fasting. And what fasting really is, is, you know, giving up something so you can have this time to focus on God and be drawn near to him. So that could, it doesn't have to be food, but typically that's the one because it's, it's a need, right? It's a need, like you need to eat after a certain period of time or you'll die. Like that's just something, you need those nutrients or you'll die. Um, I think it's like 30 or 40 days or something. Don't quote me on that, but it's like 30 or 40 days somewhere to that extent. But um, you, it's a need but it can also extend to fasting, say giving up your cell phone for a week or something like that. But the idea with it is that when you'd be eating or when you'd be on your phone or when you'd be doing these things that you seek God. And a lot of times, I don't know if you guys have ever fasted before, it really does like bring you closer to God. And you have that, hey, like, especially with food, like you start to feel it after a certain amount of time. Like you start to feel it and um, it really helps you to, you know, stay focused here. And I think a big thing here, too, especially with this verse, is um, I think a lot of times we'll see this on social media, how people will announce their fast. Um, I don't know if you guys do that in here, but um, where people will go on Instagram and be like, I am taking a fast from social media. Yeah, if you look at this verse, it tells you not to do that. It tells you not to announce your fast to the entire world. Um, you're honestly supposed to keep it in private, and you're supposed, maybe you should tell, like, hey, like, your mom or dad, so they know you're not trying to, like, starve yourself or be anorexic or anything like that, like, that would probably be a good idea, right? But um, when you're fasting, it's supposed to be something private between you and God, you know, it's for the growth of your relationship, and with fasting, you know, you're in prayer, you're meditating, you're in his word, so it really brings you closer to him. And, um, Fasting is not just forgetting to eat either. It's sometimes people be like, I'm fasting today. You know, I, I forgot lunch and breakfast. I'm fasting today. You know, fasting is a planned thing. It's something that's, a, that's disciplined, and it's definitely not for the faint of heart. You don't just willy-nilly decide, hey, I'm going to fast. It's something that's like, hey, like, I'm going through something. I'm in the waiting right now. I'm in an I don't know period of my life. So this is something that is a big deal and something that I would even like push you guys to consider doing if you have a hard decision to make. If, if there's something going on in your life that's hard, fasting is a good discipline to take up. Um, but to, to bring it all together here, prayer is essential 
essential for the believer to get through the unknown. We talked about the IDK all, all this time. And, but even the known periods of your life, so like times where you feel like you got it on top, prayer is essential even then. So you're not gonna have an answer in your life if you don't seek the person who knows all. Um, in, in Philippians 4, 6 through 7, it says, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. So, and, and this is something I've mentioned earlier, but I think anxiety and like depression is like a big deal, and it's a big thing that maybe a lot of us this age group struggle with. Um, so, it, it even says this verse, to not be anxious about anything, but how do, how do we, when we are anxious, and how do we deal with that? By giving it to God. And when we do that, we have a God that is here with us, and loves us, and he's near with you, and loves you. And when you uh, give these things, give your anxieties to him, he's going to, you know, guard your heart. He's going to be with you, and he's going to give you um, this, you know, this peace of God that, uh, that surpasses all understanding here. We, d- we do have a God that's with us, and he cares for us, and he's near to people who are brokenhearted and hurting. So if that's you tonight, I would encourage you, just call out to God um, in, in prayer, especially this is discipline we're talking about tonight. He, he wants to hear from you. He loves you, and he's not a father that abandons his children. Some applications for tonight is to pray always. I think that's kind of the big thing. Pray always, not just in the hard times. Like, you know, pray without ceasing. No matter what it is, if it's going throughout your day, something that may be coming up, um, just pray. And we should be bringing everything to God, our desires, needs, anxieties. And something that I know is a good practice to be practical is to make a list. So when you pray, actually pray through the list. And so if you have um, job stresses, you know, family members. So when the B story, you know, comes up in your head or my example, you know, when me and my brothers would be chasing around by bees, um, you can go back, open your eyes, look at the list, however you pray, look at the list and be like, okay, got to get back on track here. This is, this is what we need to do. So that's something I encourage you is to make a list of things that you're praying for, just to be practical. Um, and make sure three to have a special time set aside to actually pray. I even encourage you if there's something big going on in your life, or even if you've just never done it before and you want to be closer to God, to, to fast. So um, with that, uh, let's close in prayer. Lord, I just want to thank you for this day, and I want to thank you for everyone in this room. Lord, we know that to grow closer to you, that we need to be disciplined in our faith, and one of those disciplines is prayer, Lord. I pray that the believers in this room, that they would seek you out, Lord, and that they would go closer to you in this uh, discipline of prayer, Lord. And Lord, uh, if there's anyone in this room who doesn't know you, Lord, I pray that they would pray for the first time in their life to receive you. Um, God, I, I pray for anyone in this room that may be struggling, that may be anxious or depressed, Lord, about something that's going on in their life, that you'd, you would be near to them as you say in your word, 
And Lord, uh, I just pray that you build up this body here. And thank you for everything you give us in your son's holy name. Amen. Good night and thrive.